At Baptist Health South Florida, it's our mission to care for you when you're injured or sick and help you stay healthy and fit. Welcome to the Baptist Health Talk podcast, where our respected experts bring you timely, practical health and wellness information to improve your family's quality of life. Hello, Baptist Health Talk podcast listeners. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Fialco. I'm a preventative cardiologist and certified lipid specialist at Miami Cardiac and Vascular Institute and Chief Population Health Officer at Baptist Health South Florida. Each fall, health experts urge us all to get vaccinated for the flu. This year, in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, that message is more critical than ever. Listen up. If you've never had a flu shot before, this is the year to get one and get it soon. The upcoming flu season was the focus of Baptist Health's Resource Live program, which I recently had the pleasure of hosting. The information contained in the program is so important. To share it far and wide, we've put together some excerpts of that discussion for today's podcast. The panel of experts featured are Dr. Maria Odonez, primary care physician with Baptist Health, Dr. Ladin Pormasija, medical director of Baptist Health Urgent Care, and Dr. Aileen Marty, the professor of infectious diseases at the Herbert Wertheim College of Medicine at Florida International University. Let's listen in. Let's start the conversation with Dr. Marty. Um, Aileen, you know, broad question. We could spend hours, probably weekends of conferences, but, you know, for the purpose of our viewers, what is the difference between flu and COVID-19? The thing that most people need to understand is that while flu can be a deadly disease and cause very significant respiratory and sometimes uh, gastrointestinal and sometimes, uh, you know, an an aspect of systemic disease, COVID-19 which is caused by the SARS-2 virus, is a lot more intense and causes a lot more complications in the in a very high percentage of people who get infected. Um, and it also has a lot of post-infection complications. In fact, many people continue to live with those complications after they come out of the hospital. In fact, Boris Johnson uh, from, from, uh, from the UK, who was in, hospitalized for COVID-19, is one of these long-term sufferers. And of the mortality rate, the death rate, is also a lot higher with COVID-19. Can you add a little bit about how the flu is a burden to our healthcare system, but not as much as COVID-19 has been shown, especially in pockets where uh, it's been more uh, prevalent? We have had a much higher incidence of hospitalizations, people in ICU very severely ill with the SARS-2 virus than we ever have with influenza. Um, Even in our worst seasons, we would never get in just a few months to over 200,000 deaths like we've had with COVID-19. Also, of course, we do have effective antiviral treatments that work specifically, many different ones actually, for influenza, whereas we're still experimenting and have only uh, one remdesivir that's an actual antiviral that has some effect on some patients with COVID-19 and then some ways to mitigate another factor which makes the COVID-19 very different from influenza is the extent of the overactivity of the of the uh, immune system and this ridiculously overactivated immune system is what we try to calm down when we use steroids like dexamethasone thank you so while we want to impress upon people the seriousness of this covid-19 pandemic we don't want it to be equated to the flu but now let's talk about why influenza remains a major concern 
and why we want to message our, our viewers to take it seriously and get the vaccines, et cetera. So, so, so Latin, maybe um, I can ask you your experiences working in an urgent care person comes in with uh, symptoms. Um, how would that person know whether it's influenza or COVID-19? How would you as the provider who's interviewing or evaluating the patient? And then the third question, if it's not too much is do you handle them differently. If your suspicion is it's influenza. What would you do if your suspicion is COVID-19? What would you do? Well, um, to be quite honest, right now with the pandemic and everything going on, we have to be safe. The patients have to be safe. We have to be safe. So at this point, we have to assume, especially in an urgent care setting where everybody's coming in, that everyone may have COVID. Um, so we always have to wear our personal protective equipment. We're always prepared um, to treat patients in a very safe setting. We always want to adhere to the social distancing. So in that note, we kind of treat every patient as are they a potential COVID. Now, as far as telling the difference between the two or the similarities, unfortunately, they're both respiratory viruses, so they kind of present very similarly. So this is where we need to do some testing and testing may be required. Luckily, at our urgent cares, um, we have urgent cares in the Miami area, we have it in the Broward area and so forth, and all of our urgent cares are able to do both the influenza testing as well as the COVID-19 testing. So if an individual's at home um, with symptoms or a family member has symptoms, um, is there a way for them to uh, almost make an appointment or they have to just go to the, the urgent care and wait? Are there ways to kind of, you know, anticipate and, and help them? Absolutely. So like I said, we've been trying very, very hard to kind of social distance, keep the waiting rooms as empty as possible. A lot of times we even have people wait inside the car to keep them safe, to keep other patients safe. Um, and so there is a save my spot that they can actually get online and you go ahead to save my spot. You schedule a time, a date, um, and you're able to come in, be seen, and hopefully quickly in and out. Right. And I think the point you mentioned, which is something we've uh, iterated and reiterated, is with the social distancing, with the proper precautions, people are not getting sick by coming to urgent cares, emergency rooms, doctor's offices. In fact, the risk in the community is higher. So if you're not, if you're sick, get yourself taken care of. Um, Can thank I you. mention something real quick? Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. So, so one little clue that it's more likely to be COVID and less likely to be flu is this uh, anosmia, this sense of loss of taste and smell that's particularly common in coronaviruses, other coronaviruses too, but it, it's just it's just a little hint that that's what's going on. And by the way, it's interesting. Now, some of the people who have recovered from COVID, um, if they recover their smell, seem to have a an off smell. So things that used to smell delicious now smell horrible. And uh, so there's a continuing problem with smell. Uh, is that is there an age-related component to that, or it can happen to anyone with, with COVID? I, I, maybe it's more, I see it more in our younger uh, folks, 20s, 30s, 40s, so younger than, than me. But um, does it happen in older people, but they have other symptoms that maybe become more prominent or uh, is it just in the younger people? No, it is, it is seen more in younger individuals than in older individuals. And it's often the only symptom in people who are otherwise asymptomatic or they think they're asymptomatic, although we can detect changes when, if we do films and, and other studies. So, so, so um, Dr. Ordonez and Maria, um, why is this flu season something that we're more concerned about than the average flu seasons, which we know are dangerous and take lives and, and two morbidities. 
Um, what's what's you about this one? Yeah. You know, coming flu season, we're going to see this year both COVID and the flu come. And so, especially for everybody, but also people that are, are at risk will be at higher risk. And then on our healthcare system, you know, Dr. Marty spoke about like the um, impact it'll have on healthcare and the higher morbidity and mortality. So it's more important for everybody to do their part, right? Starting with washing their hands, social distancing, everything, um, all the precautions, and also getting the vaccine, which is one of the main or our main method for prevention on the flu. Can you each speak for a second about the importance of not just the message to the listener, we don't want you to get sick, but the reason that we as a system and as a society really have to control this it's not overwhelm our healthcare system where there's no beds for sick people or people are sitting on ventilators for long periods of time. I'll start with um, um, Dr. Marty. Aline, can you comment on that? The healthcare system stress from this whole situation, why influenza can make it worse? Yeah. Yeah. The stress on the healthcare system is absolutely paramount. If we have too many cases for the number of staff that we have, the number of beds that we have, the number of equipment that we have, we number one, we cannot give the attention per patient that each patient deserves because there are so many extra people. Number two, our staff get fatigued. Right now, there's a tremendous problem with staff fatigue because of how many months we've been dealing with with this horrible pandemic. Um, Number three, Things can get confused, right? So you you have you have this situation where you have um, multiple viruses coming in that look similar, and and mistakes can be made when there are a great number of cases. This is a complicated problem, and um, and for for our for our uh, well being for the well being of society, we need to put a damper on this. Gladden, you want to comment a little bit about that, what the stresses you've seen, especially in, in let's say, your experiences when we're at the peak and hopefully won't have that similar uh, second wave uh, come through? Absolutely. So, you know, the way that I see it is if you help protect us, we can protect you. So the whole point of social distancing and the whole point of everybody staying home was to give us enough time to be able to not just learn about COVID because it's such a new thing to us, but also prepare our facilities, also be able to get that equipment so that we could properly take care of the patients and give them what they need. Um, And so, of course, you know, there was a point in the urgent care where we were very, very overflowed with patients. And luckily, we were able to do what we needed to do. And we were able to come up with new ideas every day as to how to keep the patient safe, how we could keep the facility clean. Um, but yes, it's definitely a stress on the, the healthcare system. And, you know, when I say protect us so we can protect you, our healthcare professionals, you know, may have gotten sick. And so we did have to have other people fill in. And so it, it just made things a little bit more difficult. And I think we're right on track now. Um, and I think that that's where we need to be. We need to continue to just, you know, be very mindful of the things we've learned and to, to abide by those rules that we've made thus far to keep us on the right path. Thank you. And Maria, anything to, to add on that? I know it's all been well said. It's the, what you've seen as the impact on our healthcare providers physically, emotionally. Yes. Um, why would you no, that? and I, I wanted to make a comment, yes, on the on the impact, you know, for us, you know, as we learn also and try to get the patients, right, to give them the guidance and give them the education. And also what I what I see a lot is people, and you mentioned this a little, trying to wait 
a long time before they're seen or before they get medical care because they're scared, right? They're scared of getting it. So we're trying to be as safe as possible, right? In our facilities, in the hospitals. Um, but there were a lot of people waiting with maybe like chest pain or waiting with other concerns. And so that that's a, also overwhelms the healthcare system because then you come in with more complicated conditions, right? Abdominal pain or something else. If it's something that needs to get looked at, you know, we urge patients, if you need like, um, if you need some um, education or you want to talk to one of us, do like initially a telehealth visit or get into an urgent care or call your primary care provider and talk to us or come in, you know, if you need to go to the ER, go, they're taking all the precautions to not wait till the end um, when you can have something more complicated. Thank you. Um, let's, let's get to vaccines a little bit uh, more specifically now, since of course the, the, the goal for the flu season is for people to be vaccinated um, for the reasons we discussed. Um, Aileen, I'm going to ask you about public health policy and recommendations, then go to Ladin specifically on resources that Baptist Health will, will offer to the community. And then, uh, Marie, I'll go to you specific, uh, more specific towards our employees and what we're doing and maybe some other community opportunities. So, so Aileen, what, what is the public health recommendation for, so right uh, now, for so flu vaccines? Yeah, for many years now, the public health recommendation is everyone six months or older should get an annual influenza vaccine. Um, there are actually many different kinds of influenza vaccines. There are egg-based vaccines, there's um, cell culture vaccines, there's recombinant vaccines. There's one that is a live attenuated vaccine that we halted the use for a couple of years while it um, was improved, but that attenuated vaccine is is a, is available for people who who won't don't take a shot because there are vaccines for influenza that are not egg based. Uh, having an egg allergy is not a reason not to take a flu vaccine. You simply take either a cell based or a recombinant vaccine instead. Can you get the flu from getting the vaccine? No, you cannot get influenza from getting the flu vaccine. And end of story. Everyone should get it over the age of six months. It's not only sick people, only people with other medical problems. It's for everyone, both so they don't get it, but they also don't give it to other people. Even if you get the flu, the vaccine can prevent from having a, a lower so a lower severity of illness. So even if you do get it, it does give you protection to not get such a severity of disease. Studies show even if you are admitted to the hospital, you have less of a hospital stay, less of ICU stay. So still, even if you get sick, from the flu, you still have more protection, better protection than if you didn't get the flu shot. Thank you. So, Ladin, what is, um, um, if you can tell us, what is Baptist Health doing and what are, what are the resources available um, for uh, the community and for uh, as regards to flu vaccines? So, our goal and our mission is to just tell everyone to be very proactive about their health. At the end of the day, that's the most important thing that we have. And so, to take part in that and to also let people know that we care about your health, we decided to offer the flu shots ourselves. And we're going to start offering them starting September 29th. Um, and as long as they are available, we're going to have them in our 24 urgent cares. And this is um, our urgent cares as well as our express cares. And this is in Miami, this is in uh, Broward and Palm Beach. And we're going to go ahead and have you guys just come in and get those shots. Now, it's a very seamless process. We're trying to, like I said, safety is, is one of the biggest things that we're trying to uh, make sure that we can uh, have handled. And all you have to do is go to baptisthealth.net backslash flu, and you go to save my spot. You get an appointment, you schedule your time, your date, and you're able to come in and be seen and get that vaccination. 
And um, I'm just going to piggyback off of what uh, we were talking about as far as the vaccines. We are actually vaccinating children as young as six months old up until our senior citizens. Um, we do have vaccines that are high-dose vaccines and preservative-free vaccines as well. And so the key message here is we've got the vaccines. We're in the middle of a pandemic. This is something that we have to protect you against the flu. And one of the complications from the flu are pneumonia. And in the urgent care, with my COVID patients, lo and behold, it always comes back as, as the individuals that are higher risk are getting the pneumonia. So if we can do something like giving the flu vaccine that we have out, then maybe we can uh, prevent any complications if people end up getting both. So free flu vaccines starting September 29th at all Baptist urgent care facilities. As well as the can express be made. Appointments can, and express right urgent cares. And appointments can be made which really lowers the th- lowers the threshold one has to cross to be able to get the flu vaccine. Absolutely. And the idea is people are so scared to come to an urgent care because they, they think, okay, urgent care ER, it's exactly the same thing. So, But in reality, like I said, we're taking a lot of measures to try to see if we can get you in and out, like an appointment, um, you know, just in and out so that you can get what you need to get and stay safe and protect yourself, protect your family and protect the community. Great, great, great information. Um, Maria, why don't you let the listeners know, just to get some perspective of the scope and scale of the Baptist policies for our employees um, and what other support there might be for flu vaccines? Yeah, definitely. So at Baptist, you know, everybody, the whole, uh, everybody gets a vaccine, so the whole team, the entire workforce, there's mandatory flu shots. We all, we all get our yearly um, vaccine about more than 23,000 people. Baptist also. 23,000 yes. <laughs> employees in the Baptist. 23,000. So everybody getting the flu vaccine. Um, also, Baptist is passionate about donating and making sure we have it available to the community as much as we can. So, in our urgent cares, in our primary cares, in our express centers, um, about making it accessible to everybody because of their big role in prevention, vaccine role in prevention of the flu. Great information. For the last few minutes, um, um, just I'll go through with a couple of you some other quick questions that we tend to get in our practices or from the lay public. Um, um, I'll open it first to uh, Dr. Marte. Um, can pregnant women get a flu shot? Yes, they can get a flu shot, and they should. They, in fact, in fact, pregnancy is one of the things that puts you at higher risk for complications from flu and from COVID-19. If someone has COVID-19 or they've had COVID-19, should that mean they don't need the flu shot? Absolutely not. Those are not related. Um, Very different viruses have a different immune response completely. And you had mentioned, and we're quite concerned, people can get both at the same time, which would be a really more serious condition for either one of them by themselves. That's right. And and actually, we've been tracking that, what's going on with COVID and dual infections in the United States. Um, Not just Uh, flu, but also bacterial infections become more complicated if you also have COVID-19. Fair enough. Maria, if someone is staying at home in the bubble, do they still need to get a flu shot? Yes. And that's a question we get here in the primary care office. Yes, because one, people can still um, pass viruses and pass the flu before they get sick, before we know they have symptoms. Some, some people say a bubble, but maybe they see one or two family members, or maybe they go out for errands. And still, even if you're avoiding people that are sick or if you're avoiding everything, right? It's people that even before they get sick, they can pass the virus. The first few days of illness, some people are asymptomatic or have very mild symptoms and never know they're sick. Um, and then also we know sometimes it can be transmitted through objects or so something you grab and then you touch your face. So still, because of their big role in prevention, yes, everybody should get a flu vaccine. 
Ladin, when when should people get the flu vaccine and is now a good time to do it? Absolutely. Right now is a very good time to get the flu vaccine. Um, we usually want the patient to be asymptomatic um, when they're getting that flu vaccine. So that's one of the things that we ask. But as far as the flu vaccine, um, you know, like we mentioned earlier, this is something that's going to help us, um, especially in this time that we are in a pandemic. And, um, you know, we urge people to go out, get that flu vaccine, and don't worry about all the myths that are out there. Um, it will help you in the long run. Thank you very much. Um, you guys have all been fantastic in the interest of time. Um, I'll ask if any of you have any final comments to either bring up points that we didn't get to or emphasize something that we did get to. I'll start with uh, Dr. Marty. Hey, the same things that apply for prevention of COVID-19 apply for influenza. So wash your hands, use your masks for now, uh, keep that six foot distance, avoid, avoid crowded places and indoor spaces. Great, Ladin? Same thing, you know, that social distancing, wearing the mask, washing your hands, we really, really would love for you guys to abide by that. And as far as in the urgent care, like I said, we do do these testings. And if you guys have fevers or if you have been exposed to somebody that um, may have the flu or in a household that someone may have the flu, um, please, please, please come in and see us. The antiviral medications that we do have work best if they are given within the first 48 hours of symptoms. And so um, that's a very crucial time for us to be able to evaluate you and possibly treat you. Well said. Thank you, Maria. Yes, no, what everybody has said, social distancing, wash your hands. Also, six months and older, get your flu shot. And if you have any symptoms of respiratory illnesses or anything else, don't wait till the end. You know, let us see you beforehand. Reach out to your healthcare providers. And we're here at Baptist. And I will add and think of the healthcare providers who remain at the front lines for all medical problems, but specifically COVID-19 pandemic and influenza. If you'd like to watch the full episode of Resource Live, there's a link in the notes for this podcast. As always, if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for topics for the podcast, email us at baptisthealthtalk at baptisthealth.net. That's baptisthealthtalk, as one word, at baptisthealth.net. Thank you for listening. Stay safe and mask up. Find additional valuable health and wellness information on our resource blog at baptisthealth.net slash news. And be sure to interact with us on our social media channels for live and upcoming events. This podcast is brought to you by Baptist Health South Florida, healthcare that cares.